listening to Halloween Unleashed. Hey, hey, this is Chris Morgan, and this is Halloween Unleashed, throwback Thursday edition, February 28th, 2019. This uh, throwback episode has been two weeks in the making. Um, Gotta be honest, it was a lot more difficult to put together than I thought it was going to be, because I forgot that there was quite a few podcasts on the old HMMAT where I talked about in different segments or different things that all kind of come together over the course of a year and a half um, whenever we would talk about those types of situations. Now, the one thing that I will say is um, I started to only pick out the H6 recast um, frame job that they did on me, but you're leaving out some very important pieces, so the the main thing I will point out is, you know, one of the, the Fall of WMP episodes that focuses on Frankie Spradlin... Uh, who went by Death Clutch on MMNet. I like to call him Dick Clutch. He has just been nothing but a little rat bastard uh, for the last 10 years. Uh, Yes, there was a period of time I thought he was like a little brother, and I thought he was just misunderstood, and I gave him the benefit of the doubt, but just like he's on the outs with a lot of people now... um, he was on the, on the outs with a lot of people then. I gave him a chance, and then he turned around and stuck a knife right in my back, not once but twice, you know. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And I fell for it hook, line, and sinker the second time. He was the architect behind the frame job on the H6 that um, ruined my reputation. And to this day, people call me a piece of shit because of the frame job that they put together. And I and I used they. Uh, it was Frankie, it was Steve Brubaker, it was Kaizu, it was a lot of the mods over on uh, MMNet, and um, the rest, as they say, is history. I didn't want to just put the H6 situations, because since Frankie was the architect behind this entire thing, you kind of need to understand the backstory, and this is why this was so difficult to put together, is you kind of need to understand the backstory. So I'm going to talk about the backstory of Frankie, our relationship, all the way up until the bitter end. Then from that point, I'm going to uh, play the Fall of WMP Part 1, where the section that the question came in, what was the ultimate death of WMP? 
where Kevin asked me that question, and we talk in, in detail about the, uh, in particular, the H6 situation. Um, then we're going to move forward to talk about a couple of other situations as well. So um, this entire episode came together because of the H6 mask episode that Brandon and I did. It was the highest rated, highest downloaded uh, episode that we've done that dates back all the way back to March of 2017 when I started the HMMAT podcast. Um, but I lightly mentioned it in that episode. And then of course I got a lot of questions about it. So there's still a lot of people that don't know that weren't around that didn't, that haven't gone back and listened to those. So what I try to do with these throwback episodes is if there's something that you want to know about something that maybe that we've talked about or something I don't want to go back and forth and messenger with you on because I've already spent a lot of time covering it. I want to do these throwback episodes as not only a tribute to that previous podcast, but to give you a more condensed, more focused, well-rounded episode that paints a better picture than when you're covering an entire story and you're going, Hey, where did they talk about that specific situation then you got to try to figure that out so now these episodes these throwback episodes will have all the same great content but they're going to be broken down into their own entities i guess you could say hope you enjoy this week's throwback thursday go over to tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash chris m1229 get yourself the new uh he's coming t-shirt that uh that ryan hogel did um, of course, you got the Halloween Unleashed uh, official shirt, both with the B-Man Jim in costume, and you have just the just the logo. Um, there's the WMP Classics Never Go Away shirt. There's that. Um, there's 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 some cool stuff over there. So anything that you do helps out the show, helps out uh, content, helps us out uh, so that we don't have to come so far out of pocket to pay for certain things um, helps keep, keep episodes free because, you know, we get to not have to uh, upgrade the airtime, you know, through uh, ads that nobody wants to hear. And it, uh, it allows us to be able to run longer. So anything that you can do to help out, people are always asking, how can they help out? Go over and get yourself a shirt, poster, sticker, coffee mug, travel mug, anything that is listed over there. Uh, whatever is going to benefit you that you think is a cool design, do it, support us, share us, like us, follow us, communicate with us, and uh, we'll continue to get uh, new content out for you. Uh, but enjoy this week, and we'll talk to you next week. I knew of Death Clutch, or Dick Clutch, as I like to call him. I knew of him uh, when I came back to the hobby. He had posted some uh, AHG nightmare on Myers Net. And, but I got to just kind of watch from afar for a little while. Big, huge AHG supporter and defended him. And anybody who was that fence rider and the political glad handing shit that was going on. Of course he was attacking back and eventually there was, uh, 
a lie made up about him um, because of some agenda, uh, and I'm just going to call it out. James Carter started started the rumor about the guy, and I'm not going to repeat it because it's it's bad. I mean, it's we've talked about a lot of bad shit on this podcast, and even this is so bad that I'm not I'm not going to put that out there. I, regardless of how I feel about the guy. I, I just, I can't even talk about that. So, it ended up ruining his reputation, completely destroying him in this hobby to the point to where he didn't even want to be part of the hobby anymore. Uh, Facebook was starting to really become big at the time. And uh, he and I were apparently friends on Facebook. I didn't know his uh, last name. I knew his name his first name was Frankie, but how many people have the first name Frankie? A lot of people. But I didn't know his last name was Spradlin, so I had him on my my friends list. I just happened to see uh, an AHG conversion on uh, on his profile or whatever profile picture. Maybe it was that. Maybe it was something. I have no idea, to be honest with you. Uh, but I commented on it, and then we just kind of went back and forth. I checked out some of the other masks in his albums, and commented on a few of them and then we started like kind of chatting privately and you know um i said hey are you over on myers net and then he kind of told me who he was and i was like oh okay so i was a little leery from him at first just because you know this is around the time that james and i were starting to go sideways but we haven't we hadn't completely detached yet um and uh so i all i knew was the stories i had heard about this guy you know but then eventually once, um, you know, the rose came off the bloom, as they like to say, um, with James and I, I reached out to Frankie and just kind of wanted to kind of get to know him as a person because, hell, there was a lot of lies going on around about me and about uh, Sandman 78 at the time. I'm like, is it out of the realm of possibilities that potentially... They were wrong about this guy, too. So I wanted to kind of get to know him myself, and that's exactly what I did. And come to find out, um, I got to see basically the post that started this entire rumor mill, and the whole thing was taken way out of context by James. And like I said, I think it's because of his friendship with Mike AHG that and his heavy association with that, that was the side that was created and the narrative that was created about Frankie. I still to this day believe that. So, I mean, I really felt for the guy, but I got to know him as a person. Eventually we started talking um, more and more, and eventually we led to a phone conversation. Got to know him pretty well, I thought, and just thought he was a real misunderstood but passionate guy, and that just needed a filter on his mouth every once in a while. But, you know, he um, he definitely, I, I, I felt like he was real. I felt like he was genuine. Um, never once did I ever get that intuition that he was a backstabbing piece of shit snake that he'd end up turning, in, turning into. And to this day, I'm still perplexed on why he eventually ended up turning into that or if that was just or if that's just who he is and he just covered it really well i can usually spot that shit a mile away and i didn't so 
we ended up becoming pretty close. And I invited him over to the WMP message board, uh, much to the disagreement of my mod team at the time, and said basically if he's going to be coming on here, based on a lot of the shit I've heard about him and have seen him post uh, and attacking other people, um, I'm going to be out of here. So needless to say, they left because I did invite him over and gave him a chance to kind of build a new reputation over on WMP. And uh, he was extremely thankful for it. Eventually worked himself into being a, a mod because of the trust that we uh, that we started to develop with each other. And eventually just he started to become like almost like my, my little brother. We didn't always agree on things. Uh, but at the same time, it was good because, uh, you know, we did share a lot of the same passions and a lot of the same situations so he became uh, a moderator in early 2011 and um, so this is about six months after he and I really got to know one another this is the email that he sent me okay so just I want you guys when you hear this email to think about and I know a lot of his posts are gone over there because he deleted them once he got banned or whatever or they were all deleted but I really want you to really wrap your head around when he got his conversion back from James. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I was just mentioning a situation with those two and then they were friends. I'll get there. But just think about some of the stuff he says in this email to me that he turned right around and that now he was saying against me. When now when he's friends with all these other dictatorship gland handing pussies so let me read this to you this is from frankie at 11:40 p.m on april 7th 2011 hey dude i just wanted to, to take a minute to tell you how thankful i am for you and your awesome online community before i came into contact with you i was pretty much exiled from the myers community completely i had no friends other than mike ahg because they all had been turned against me Regardless of how much one brings themselves caring about something like that, it is still hurtful to know that your entire reputation has been forever damaged. I'm sure I don't want to know some of the things said about me by members of that other site. It's extremely heartbreaking, really. Anyway, I feel like I have a new life as a collector since joining WMP. And I feel like I can finally relax and enjoy myself and enjoy the hobby the way it was meant to be enjoyed once again. After experiencing what I did on Myers.net, it was very hard for me to get close to people in the hobby and trust them. Hmm. I can honestly say that you, you all are like family to me. You have created something very special and I thank God every day that I found your forum. This hobby means everything to me, and at one point, I felt like it had all been taken away. It feels so good to finally have it back in my life. I really hope you believe what I said earlier when we were talking about AJ, and I made reference to Nice Mask, and it came off really wrong. I'm going to pause it right there. What he's talking about is uh, AJ Good. You see him out there. He posts a lot of different things. He's doing a lot of slip, not mask, and I guess. But 
I guess AJ was just buying everything under the sun, and Frankie didn't really agree with some of the things that he was spending all this money on. But anyway, um, I think you offer some of the best masks in the history of the hobby, Chris, especially for the price that you offer them for. The Night Stalker is absolutely untouchable, and your H6 mask can pass for screen use if you finish them right. The new Harden style sculpt has potential to be better than the movie mold Brad Harden mask. If I didn't like your masks, no chance in hell that I'd spend as much time as I do on your forum admiring your work, and I definitely would not want to mod on your forum if I didn't enjoy it. 100% the artwork on the site is why I'm there. My comment was directed at the three other masks that he had purchased or is in considering of buying. A Red October, Madman 78, Nag H88. That's got to be $300 in masks or more, getting up there to 75k territory with that kind of spending. But he prefers inaccurate masks, so who am I to judge? I have seen you progress so much since since first meeting you last year, and I am so proud to say that I will be a part of what you are now becoming. It's an unreal feeling watching an artist like yourself grow grow the way you have. You have my complete and total respect, Chris. I also want you to know that I'm not just kissing your ass because I don't play that game. When I say something, I mean it, despite uh, what JC told you about me stabbing people in the back. Yeah, I'm pausing right here. Yeah, JC did mention that several times that, hey, be careful with anybody who associates with Mike AHD. They'll stab you right in the back. Hmm. He was pretty much right about that. But anyway, I'm a genuine guy, and I hope that you can see this. I don't stab people in the back because I know what it's like to be betrayed, and it's not a good feeling. Hmm. I look forward to watching you continue to grow as an artist, and I also look forward to continuing to grow as a collector as a part of your awesome community. Thanks for everything, Chris. See you on the board, man. Just think of everything he put in there that he turned right around and did to me. Let me just back up and break this down a little bit. Before I came into contact with you, I was pretty much exiled from the Myers community. Hmm... Does that sound familiar? I was exiled by, uh, from the Myers community. By him. I had no friends other than Mike because they had all been turned against me. Hmm. For a little while, I had no friends other than a couple people I've mentioned on this podcast. Because they had all been turned against me. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Regardless of how much one brings themselves to caring about something like that, it's still hurtful to know that your reputation has forever been damaged. Wow. That, that's a big one. Because I cared so much about this community, the people in it, and the masks and the work and being part of it. And yes... As much as I still care, it is extremely hurtful to know that your reputation has forever been damaged. All these things that you're saying that he's saying that the Myers community did to him, he turned into one of them and then he turned around and did it to me. Someone the only person outside of Mike AHG and Colin Maine that was there for him, not just on the boards, but was seriously there for him in real life 
as well as the community. And he did the same thing he's saying that this community did to him. He turned right around and did to me. He says that I had his complete and total respect. Okay, so what changed? I want you to know I'm not just kissing your ass. Okay, well, I'm a little confused now because after going back and reading this email and knowing some of the things that he has said about me and some of the low-handed shit that he did say about me, seemed like that that was pent up for years. So I think you are just kissing ass. After that email, you know, I called him and the, the, the next day once I read it and thanked him for it and, you know, we we just continued to grow as friends. But Frankie has a has a problem when he's passionate about something, keeping his mouth shut or minding his own fucking business. That's one of his biggest problems. He has got to prove himself right. That's what he does. He was just a low man on the totem pole, I you know, uh, egotistically at this point, because, hey, he was just getting back into the game, getting back into the hobby, so he didn't want to rock the boat too much to get kicked out of another community, so he played it cool. But then as he started to gain power, he became a mod, and he started having more authority. He really started saying a whole bunch of shit that pissed a lot of people off, and people were leaving in droves off of that site. And I got PMs saying why why they were leaving. But you know what? If there's one thing I'm guilty of is I'm loyal to a fault and I was loyal to him because you know what? I felt like I got to know him as a person. That part's on me because it was all a lie. I stayed loyal to him for the next several months. My mods left. People were leaving the site. It was starting to become a dead zone. Eventually, there was a member that had come on there because by this point, uh, Frankie had talked me into getting Colin Main a workshop on there, which I had, to this day, have only exchanged maybe three or four emails with Colin. I don't know him really from a can of paint. I don't know if he's a good guy. I don't know if he's a bad guy. I have no idea. Don't don't really care. And I mean that as no disrespect. It just, I don't know much about him. Don't. It's really none of my business what he does in his personal life. Don't know him. Um, I know that him and Frankie had shared a friendship. Anyway, there was a member that had a dispute from a transaction with Colin. And when the mod... And Frankie just started putting the guy on blast in the thread and just acting completely irrational. Which is something that you all have said that you've seen from him over the last few years about me. So now take this. Now he's putting that on a member that is just there sharing a purchase that went sideways and Frankie's a mod and completely making this guy feel like complete shit. Imagine what that looks like to other members. Now you have the entire mod team looking into the situation between Colin and this guy to figure out what is right, what is wrong, what's truth, what's fabrication. Because Colin came in, tried to defend himself and it really just wasn't much of a defense. It was more of a like, well, you kind of brought this on yourself type stuff. It was like, it was very projecting onto the customer. And I was like, Ooh, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> so the mods all said, Hey, we got to do something here. Uh, and we got to go and we got to clean up that thread. We got to, we got to make this guy start feeling like he's welcome here and he can share things. And this is not a favoritism site, which is why he's here. And he even says it in that post of, Hey, I joined here because of the the lack of favoritism, and now I'm starting to see that you know every place has favoritism, et cetera, et cetera. 
And then, of course, Frankie attacked him for that. And, you know, it was a real mess on our hands. But we all agreed that after we all looked into it and looked at the facts of the situation, that Colin was in the wrong. So we decided to take Colin's workshop down and everything, and Frankie didn't agree with that. And Frankie let the mod team and myself know this in the mod section that, you know, he doesn't feel that Colin deserves this and that this guy brought on himself and and just started basically saying due to his personal friendship with Colin, he cannot um, condone, you know, banning him or getting rid of his workshop and he really wants to be hands off. And it's like, you can't go out and attack this guy talking about this member that posted this, you can't go out and attack him in multiple postings and then turn right around and say, hey, once we've researched the situation and figured out that Colin's in the wrong here, now you can't wipe your hand and say, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to get involved. You've already got involved. You have moved to try and you, you know, he wanted to ban this guy, wanted to ban this member. And we're like, no, he doesn't deserve to be banned. He doesn't have what he paid for, period. So that was kind of the last straw, and the mods were just kind of like, look, he's a loose cannon. He can't separate his friendship with people. He's got to go. And at this point, after, you know, over the course of time here, seeing members leave in droves, getting the PMs I had, having other really good moderators leaving because of that, because of him and his favoritism and his opinionated self. And it was rubbing people the wrong way. I'd finally, I had had enough too. And so I called him up and I said, well, I'm not going to do this through email. I'm going to call him like a man and I'm going to talk to him and just told him, Hey, I still want you part of the community, but I think it's, you know, on both of our best interests for you to step down as a mod right now. And focus on other things and maybe eventually you can come back. Well, he didn't take that well and he got really pissed off and cussed me up one side and down the other. And, of course, then he started taking some personal shots and, you know, I started getting hot and I started getting pretty hot back. It was a very heated exchange. Very heated. So then, at that point, I just kind of kind of said, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. And after that, he didn't post on the board for six months. We didn't really talk for months. And uh, um, it was just kind of one of those things where we just didn't talk. We were still friends on Facebook. Um, but we, did, we didn't talk. We didn't text. We didn't talk on the phone for several months. So we, I forget what the incident was that ended up getting us back in touch, but we, we patched everything up. He started coming back to the boards and talking, and we kind of spoke our differences in a very calm, cool manner and patched everything up, and everything was good. Then the next thing that ended up coming out is he had a problem or an issue with Corey uh, right around the time um, I think there was one other incident before this because I seem to remember, I seem to remember, um, yeah, he got his death clutch name banned and he came back as the big red machine later on. So there was something else in there. I forget what it was, 
but I just, for the life of me, I cannot think of what it was, but there was an incident. But anyway, he came back, and he came back specifically to pick a fight with Corey. This is when we were filming H35 in January, February of 2013. So, um, started a fight with him on there, um, because, oh, I remember what the fight was about. Corey owned, uh, had bought AHG's old uh, copy of the KH, DW, um, that everybody has seen pictures of. It's owned by Hugo Felix now, the last I heard. But that was like one of Mike's biggest, biggest masterpieces, and Corey paid $3,500 for it. Colin Maine came along and offered to trade him in a quote-unquote screen-used machete from Friday the 13th that was supposedly worth 3500 bucks. Corey did the swap, did the trade, and basically found out that it was a fake. And then so Corey went on the offense and started, like, calling him out. So therefore, uh, Frankie came back to the board, and um, what happened, happened. So... That was that was pretty much it between those two, and then, uh, and this is this is the funny shit is uh, this was right around the time Sin City Two was coming out, and Frankie or Corey had um, a signature or something on the board that was a picture of Josh Brolin driving from one of the poster ads or whatever. And he was a huge Sin City fan. And I get a text from Frankie saying, oh, Corey's a psycho, bro. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then he starts bringing it up. He goes, well, don't you find it ironic that, you know, um, I get into a, a fight with Corey and then all of a sudden he changes a picture of his avatar to... Josh Berlin driving angrily, and I'm like, so what? You know, it's it's a coincidence. He goes, I don't find it that it's a coincidence. I'm reading the text messages right now. I don't find it that it, that that it's a coincidence. Uh, you're trying to tell me that out of, out of all these things, you don't find it ironic that you know that these came up. I'm like, really, I don't. I said, if you got an issue with Corey, you think that this is going on, then message him and ask him. But I can tell you right now that I know that he's a huge Sin City fan. I really just don't want to be involved in it. Leave me out. And then, you know, this went back and forth, back and forth for forever, <laughs> it felt like. And I was just like, holy shit. You know, this is absolutely ridiculous that you know, that he's making a, a mountain out of a molehill out of this. So this went on and I guess eventually they ended up making up or becoming friendly again or whatever. And then the rest is history kind of. And once again, we were all like cool again and everybody was friendly towards, towards one another. Um, but, uh, you know, the the whole text message exchange I'm looking at right now, I'm getting, getting to the next one. Uh, and 
it's a lot like the conspiracy theory like he did with me on the age six thing, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to read this in its entirety because I have it all because, you know, um, he's like, you know, it's there, bro. On Saturday, he made his profile picture on Facebook, a picture of an angry man driving a car. He has since changed it to the current profile picture. And I said, it could be anything. Uh, I said, I wouldn't read much into it. Leave it, at, leave it at that. He goes, I think we both know that the image was meant to symbolize. I'm like, actually, I don't. What do you think it means? Because to me, it looks like Josh Brolin driving a car from Sin City. He goes, looks like the man behind the, behind the wheel of a car with malintent uh, one day after my WMP posts. And I said, malintent how? It's just Josh Brolin driving a car. <laughs> and I said, I don't get the symbolism that you're talking about. He goes, do you lack the ability to read facial expressions? This could be, and I'm, I'm doing my best Frankie impression here, because this is actually how he talks. Ask Kevin if you think I'm lying. Do you lack the ability to read facial expressions? This, could be, this couldn't be more obvious. Even his timeline cover photo is a message directed straight at me. Uh, so you're telling me it's just one big fat coincidence that one day after my post and his demotion from the mod team that he changes his profile picture uh, to a man with an angry facial expression driving somewhere? Come on, you'll, you'll see it however you want, but it is what it is. <laughs> I'm just like, holy shit, if you got a problem with Corey, take it up with Corey. Period. So, moving forward, we ended up getting past that, and he didn't talk to me once again for months, and they ended up patching things up, and fast forward to when the H8 Lori situation came up. Now, keep in mind, um, when he agreed, or when I did the... uh, the giveaway or the, the, the free proto mask giveaway of the H eight for helping name it. Yeah. He wanted, I chose his, um, he had some really good artwork to help back up like what he was doing. And, um, then after that, he, uh, you know, I told him that, um, um, you know, he, uh, I told him it was going to be a, a few months, um, working on catching up on orders and, you know, I'll get to it as soon as I can. And, um, it seemed like that that was okay. And then, um, my son was born premature, which threw off my timeline a hundred percent completely. And then, um, pretty much after that, um, he starts asking me, Hey, when's, when's mine going to be ready? When's mine going to be ready? When's mine going to be ready? And so finally I just told him, I said, look, man, this was a few weeks before he came down and met me at my house. But, um, I said, look, man, I'm not trying to be a dick here, but you know, you think that you could cut me some slack here. I'm working on prepaid orders that I'm trying to schedule. I'm trying to get money for because, my son was born premature and I'm trying to pay bills because we had to go into basically hospital survival mode like immediately. My son was in the NICU for 30 days like you heard already. And so and he's bitching about a free fucking mask. 
So this exchange goes back and forth, and we just get to the point where we're just lambasting each other in text messages. So finally, you know, uh, we kind of get everything handled, work everything out. He gets his mask um, a couple weeks before he comes down, and then he comes down. We have that good exchange where he told my family, oh, you're the best people I've ever met in my entire life. You know, thank you for welcoming me into your home, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, he watched me work on a mask. He hung out, watched movies, ate dinner with us. I went and picked him up to and from the hotel. You know, really made things extremely simple on him for being a guest in Florida. You know, I just kind of went ahead and uh, basically went and picked him up, took care of him, you know, and invited him into my home. And then right after this, when he gets back on the mod team, he creates that bullshit with the other mods where he's openly admitted to doing it where he basically painted the picture for the mods that you know to get them on his side you heard me talk about that in a previous episode he conspired the whole fucking thing to piss off Nick and AG to think I didn't want him to, to that I didn't want to do a, a workshop for him so there's that so the the guy just has constantly created shit and then tried to pass the buck on to other people. So at that point, I was done with him and I was done with all the mods. And I was just like, if this is what you guys want. You're gone. Your, your history, whatever. Uh, I still kind of here and there maintain communication with Frankie, but I just didn't really trust the guy anymore. And, um, we're, we're coming up now. We're a couple days away from the CT scan for Jacob. The first one, the first CT scan. This is how petty this fucking guy is and how much drama he creates. The deal I made with him is if, you know, I'm sending you this mask for free. And if you ever are to sell it, send it back to me so I can sell it and I'll give you a cut of the sale for creating the name. He was fine with that. So now he messages me that he's going to sell his WMP lorry mask and you know, what would be a good price? And I said, I, Hey, I thought we had a deal. This is three days before Jacob's, um, CT scan. And so he's like, um, because I don't, I don't, I don't recall that ever agreeing to that. I said, yeah. I said, well, we don't have it in writing. We agreed to it on the phone, but this is what we agreed to. And so he goes, well, if you'd like to buy it back, I'd sell it back to you for 90 or $75 plus shipping, $15 shipping. And I'm like, $15 shipping. I ship all the fucking time. The most I spend from Ohio to Florida or Florida to Ohio is nine bucks. And so then he starts calculating, well, the time for me to go find a box and the time for me to go and calculate it and uh, stand in line at the post office to print out the label, to do this, to do that, blah, 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 whatever. 15, okay, fine. So you want 90 bucks. So I give him 90 bucks. Then <laughs> I thought it was handled. So now we're sitting in the room waiting to go back to the CT scan room. And he texted me, a picture of the receipt, 
that he mailed it. I said, hey, thanks, really appreciate it. I thought that was the end of it. And then he comes back with this. You know, I'm really insulted, and I'm reading this verbatim because I still have this text message to save. I find it very insulting that you would accuse me of trying to up the price to make a buck off of this. I sold you back this mask at a very reasonable price when I could have sold it for $250. And the fact that I sold it back to you for $75 and only charged you $15 for shipping because of a 40 mile round trip to the post office to where I have to go. I find that quite fair. And I find it extremely insulting that you would accuse me of trying to make a dollar off of you. This, in fact, when I uh, did all the promotion for the mask, did pictures for the mask and I helped name it. This is absolutely 100% and that cuts off and I don't have the rest. So basically you get the gist. But I kept that part because, you know, he kept going on and on, but I didn't, obviously I didn't save the rest, but I had that. And I'm sitting in the CT room. I'm like, look, man, I text him back. I said, I'm sitting in the CT room waiting to be going into, to a radiation room to get my son seen for possible skull surgery. Can we please address it some other time. It's no big fucking deal. I'm sorry you felt that way. And he's like, why is it every time that, you know, we get into a heated discussion about something and I'm now I'm reading this. Why is it every time I, you know, we get into a heated discussion about something that you have to throw Jacob's name into it. It's almost like you're throwing your son under the bus. That pissed me off. Oh, I was fucking hot. So then I find out we're going in 100% we're going to have surgery within just a couple of weeks. That's how severe it was. I didn't, I didn't address him back with a, with a conversation, nothing because I was pissed. I was like, you know what? Fuck you. At that point I was done. So then, um, now keep in mind, this is all four months after he has been at my house. Now I'm getting a little ahead of myself because this was 2014 Okay, back up to January when he was rallying up all the mods. He took it upon himself to reach out and bury the hatchet with James Carter, JC. And so so when I refer to JC, I'm talking about James Carter. I'm not talking about the wannabe JC or the JC light that thinks he's JC. We all know who I'm talking about. So um <clears throat> So he makes a, a peace movement with James, and I had been trying to push a peace movement between him him and James when James and I were supposedly friends again. And Frankie just, that's why he didn't talk to me for a while. Once I told him I had made peace with James, he goes, I can't believe after everything he did to my reputation that you would make up with that guy. Bah, 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 bah. So anyway, he apparently sends this long PM to, to, to JC attempting to bury the hatchet. They get on the phone and talk for several hours. Keep in mind, the stuff with the mod team was getting ready to blow up. So this is like two weeks before the mod team blow up, and maybe ten days after he was at my house. So this was right after the new year of 2014. And then he calls me on the phone, and he goes, man, I just had a long, really long conversation last night with James that went on to like six, seven, eight hours. And I said... That's great, man. So you guys buried the hatchet. You're cool now. And he goes, yeah, actually, actually we are. And he goes, you know, I can honestly sit back and I can call him my best friend. Ooh. 
probably not the guy to tell that to. Not that I give a shit that he has a, another best friend, but that man completely ruined his reputation. I understand having peace. Hell, I want peace with everybody. You heard me say earlier, public apology will do it. But nobody's going to take, nobody's going to have the balls to do that, first of all. So it's not going to happen. But on top of everything, for someone that, you heard me read the email earlier, for someone that gave you basically space back in the hobby, gave you a place, everything that he just said, that was actually considered to be your best man at your wedding coming up. And now you're slowly removing me from everything. However, the man that completely was instrumental in completely wrecking your reputation throughout this entire hobby, you just told the one person that was there for you for the last five fucking years that this person that wrecked your reputation is now your best friend. Okay. Then a couple weeks after that is when the problems with the mod team started and then all this aggression from Frankie towards me really started. So you've heard me say before, is it out of the realm of possibilities that because of this newfound friendship and now he's trying to get back into the MMNet political propaganda that's out there, the people that completely shunned him and completely turned on him and kicked him out... Now, all of a sudden, he found a way back in. Now he's working himself back in. Don't you find it a little ironic, listening to this, that he spends six, seven, eight hours on the phone making peace with him, and now all of a sudden, he's on his way back into the community, and now he's exiling me from his life? Just think about that. Now, catching back up to the H8 situation. So now, upon finding out that I have... Um, to go into surgery rather quickly with my son. I have an H8 that I had already collected money for from from a customer. And um, I was supposed to start on it, but I didn't. And I had this come back in the mail. And I know that originally this customer um, decided that... Um, you know, it was Frankie's pictures and Frankie's promotion of it that got him to buy one in the first place. So I don't know if it was he wanted his just like that. But I'm like, hey, well, this is the protocopy and this is basically what right after this is what got you to contact me. So I just assumed that he I got the proto. I got the got the reason that you wanted the, the mask in the first place. There's a few touch-ups I had to do on it to make it stand out a little bit better because I had been doing them for a few months at that point that I wanted to touch up. And I'm like, hey, this would be a really quick turnaround. I can basically repaint this. Not repaint it, but re-weather this to, to to fit what, I, what I'm doing now. And I can post new pictures of it, of it being redone. And I can get, basically, I can get this guy his mask quickly because I don't know what the hell is going to happen with the surgery. And that's going to be the end of it. Well, I post the pictures of the mask saying just, just got this done for the customer. And then all of a sudden here comes fucking Frankie. This looks awful familiar to the, to the H eight that I just sent back to you. Is this the protocopy? 
And knowing Frankie like I do, and knowing his aggression, and knowing the text message that I just got from him, I knew where his mind was at. And at this point, I sent him a private message and basically said, you know what, it's none of your fucking business, go fuck yourself. Uh, I contacted the customer because apparently he was already doing it for me. Uh, and he goes, no, nah, man, I'm totally excited about it. He goes, I, don't, I really don't give a shit even if it is the, the, the protocopy. You know, it looks fucking fantastic. Uh, I don't care. I'm getting a kick-ass mask. So basically because this is creating such a stink, I basically went and I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to. So I started from the ground up, did a new one. I had another blank poured and pulled and I had, I worked late nights on it because we had a few nights uh, leading up. And so I just, I really needed to, to, to work on it and do some creative stuff to get my mind off of shit. So, um, so basically I contacted the customer. I said, Hey, uh, did something new, did this. I'm going to send you this one instead. And he was like, okay, yeah, great. So he posted pictures once he got it. And Frankie jumped in and says, oh, that does not look like this. And blah, 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 blah. And he posted it right in mm.net and he's creating a fight. This is now the night before my son's first surgery that he's creating this. And I said, at this point, I'm like, I am not getting into this. I will deal with this when I get done with the surgery. I'm on the other side and I know my son's okay. And I will, I will get with the customer personally and explain all of this to him start to finish. So I had already had a private conversation with the customer. Customer was cool with it. Customer was fine. But Frankie's out in the public just running his fucking dick liquor out there. And so finally I said, dude, I am getting ready to go into a big surgery with my son. I do not need you creating fucking drama. And I tried to put an end to it. And he goes, well, we all hope for the best for Jacob. But this is an important situation that you need to address. And blah, 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 blah. That's honestly how I think that he talks, and that's how it sounds to me when he starts getting on a rant. So anytime I read something he posts, I'm thinking how he sounds, because I've heard him talk down to other people, I've heard him talk down to me, I've, it's just the way he is. So, after, after it was all said and done, uh, you know, I did send a, an apology to the customer, I went through the whole thing, customer's cool, he didn't give a fuck, he was fine. So some post was made on mm.net and I commented on it and I guess I used Frankie's name in there from a past situation that we had as far as it was a positive thing. So um, it was nothing bad. It was all positive. But immediately, and this was on, this was on my wife's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So he calls me immediately and He's like, goes, you know, we need to we need to have a talk about this H eight situation. I said, dude, I've already dealt with the customer with this. It's over. It has nothing to do with you. He goes, well, I still feel like that, you know, that you misled me on purpose, and you know, and then that you use your son, uh, your son's surgery, you know, to 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 get out of telling me the truth, and you know, blah blah blah. blah. I was like, look, man, it's handled. It's none of your business. The customer's happy. Everything's cool. Done. And he's like, well, just tell me the truth. And I said, it has nothing to do with you. It's dealt with with the customer. 
you know, this situation, yes, I was wrong. I, but looking back and going through what I went through, and I'm not trying to be morbid or trying to use an excuse. What I did was wrong. I already told you at the beginning of this podcast, I'm not perfect. There's plenty of things to pick me apart from. But on this situation, I was wrong, and I, I dealt with it with the customer. He accepted my apology, and everything was cool. Okay, I made a mistake. But going through this, going through the circumstances, the customer said, I, I would have completely done the same thing. In fact, I ended up, not only did he get the, the copy, he also got a copy of the Proto for free that he profited off of. No problem. So basically, I paid to have my own work back, and then I turned around and gave it to somebody else, and then they turned around and made 300 bucks off of it. So, whatever. Um, anyway, but back to Frankie, he just created all this shit. And I said, listen, man, I got to get off the phone. Um, I said, tonight's my wife's birthday and taking her out to dinner. And he goes, but this is important. And I said, not more important than my family, dude. I'm sorry. He goes, well, call me back later tonight. I said, well, if I'm free, I will. So when I called him back later that night, I said, look. This is what happened. I went through the whole story with him. And he's like, well, dude, that's that's all you had to say. You know, it's not a not a big deal. And, you know, um, since, you know, you handled this privately and took care of the customer, you know, um, that that's really big of you. And all this really positive shit happened. And we were supposedly cool. So a couple weeks later, uh, on Mother's Day 2014, that uh, Steve Four and Brian Haffler and all the mod team and everybody else that I've pretty much covered in the first fall of WMP uh, when they attacked my wife and attacked my kid and attacked me and attacked everybody and went really personal. Frankie decided to throw his fucking two cents in and basically bring all this entire thing out to the public and making me seem like 10 times worse than it actually was. Like I said, was it wrong? Yes. Was it as bad as he painted it to fit his narrative? No, because the customer said he understood the situation and the way he looked at it as I came to him and I made things right. So everything was cool. Again, I'm not above tattling on myself when I'm wrong and that was wrong. But I did what I said I was going to do and I took care of the guy and I came clean. I just wanted to get through the fucking surgery first. That's all I wanted. Before I dealt with that. So moving forward. That was the last time I talked to him. For the better part of the year. And then you know, beginning of 2015. Um, news broke that my son was going to have to have another surgery. And then that's when he started reaching out. Hey I hear that Jacob's going to have to go through into another surgery. I know we haven't talked. But you know, I just wanted to say I'm really sorry to hear that. And you know, eventually we talked. He apologized. Uh, for everything that went down the year, the year prior, he goes, look, man, I just, you know, I really want to squash it. I want to bury it. And I want to work on our friendship and get back to where we were. And, you know, um, if you'll accept my apology. Yeah, sure, man. I really appreciate that. That was really cool of you. He goes, yeah, he goes, and I did make things out bigger than they needed to be. And I didn't focus on anything positive that you did and took care of the guy. And, 
you know, I'm really sorry that I made you buy back your work and all this shit. So, you know, we had really a really good conversation. Then he starts talking about purchasing uh, this third, fourth, or fifth generation Vader helmet that's been recast or recast or recast. He's bought recasted hockey masks and all this other stuff, but yet he's against recasting. Um, hates it, but he's owned 75Ks and he's owned third generation Vader helmets and whatever. See how, see how silly this shit is, guys? Come on. This is why we need this movement. Just fucking rid these people of anything, any power whatsoever. It's fucking stupid. So, um, during that conversation, I, I guess I really wanted to see if you'll pass the stooge test. So I said, uh, yeah, man, uh, just want to let you know that, uh, I saw your posts, uh, about you owning a psycho. Congratulations. Um, but my question is, is for someone that is so against, so against people being dishonest and being not, not truthful and all this other stuff, why didn't, why in that post did you can, that you, did you call this and the creep and slash chat a ground up sculpt? And he goes, well, the psycho and the creep and the chat, they were off the Shatner life cast. You know, that's what Kaizu told me. And I was like, it's not accurate. It's not true. I owned a nightmare. I've done a couple, I've redone a couple psychos and I've definitely seen a creep in my possession. They are identical to the nightmare. It's like, so are you actually telling me that Kaizu and Kaizu and and Justin are lying to the public? And I said, that's exactly what I'm saying. And you're falling for it. But yet if, if I was doing the same thing, you and I would still be in a fucking heated battle like we were last year at this moment. So then he goes, well, I'm on Facebook Messenger right now, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to I'm going to message Kaizu and I'm going to ask him. Go right ahead. So he's apparently wrote him back, and he goes, well, Kaizu says it comes off the Shatner life cast, and I said, well, Kaizu's full of shit, and he just lied to you. And I said, so, and he goes, well, oh well, you know, it is what it is, and I said, it is what it is. Once again, if this was me, you'd be fucking raking me over the coals. He goes, well, I kind of just have to take him at his word. You know, he, he is a well-respected veteran member in this hobby, and, you know, he, he would have no reason to lie to me. He just fucking lied to you. Bold face to your face. Get, your, get out your Ichabod doodle marker from Bill Cosby himself and start fucking drawing arrows all over that one. I guarantee you, you'll find a a much more detailed picture than you have in the past. I will put it that way. So, needless to say, at that point, I lost all trust, all respect, anything credible coming out of his mouth. And at that point, I'm like, this guy doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. He acts like he does, but he doesn't. You know, we don't need to go back through the whole H6 thing. It is what it is what the situation was. Guys, go back and listen to the fall of WMP. The entire age six stories in there. So you're listening to this going, this doesn't make any sense. Go listen to that episode. It's in the archives. I'm just not going to go over it again. We'll be here another hour. And I'm trying to wrap this up so we can get an episode posted. But the entire situation of that is, he goes, well, these pictures are smoking gun and proof. Well, you know what? For those of you who have seen it, I have a picture of the source of where my 
screen used mold mass came from. And it was the same mold that the one Billy Kirkus ended up having. And the same little marks are on that mask that was that was on mine that ended up on Stevens as well. So, you know, there are very glaring similarities because they all came out of the same mold. So the same defects are going to be on there, you fucking idiot. But not only that, I do know because I have the original source pictures that some of the pictures that you posted were doctored. And I do know that you have a history of doctoring things because I have a a message right here of where you're saying flat out that you can clean up and edit anything to make it look like anything. Well, boom, there you go. You just tried to fit your narrative, you fit it. You helped me clean up a, a very uh, Swiss cheese looking uh, Genesis 1.0 pull that, um, that looked flawless by the time you got done with it. It looked like a totally different mask. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities that you can do those things. And you did it. To make me look bad. Not to mention. You. Extorted. My friend Kevin. Because I put my story out first. About the entire H6 situation. Because you were trying to threaten. That you were going to put yours out. And going to take it to the boards. And let everybody else decide. I put my story out first. And when you knew that you. We're now going to have to play defense. You didn't like that. So you went to Kevin and you extorted him to get everything pulled down and said that, you know, you know, nothing's going to be posted. I just want this stuff about us taken down. So Kevin does it. And as soon as he takes his down and you have free reign, you go on mm.net and post the entire thing. So now it looks like you're you're the one that's bringing the hobby to the light. I was ahead of it before you even thought about it. Because I knew what you were going to do. Which is also the other reason I didn't want to send proof pictures to Stephen Brubaker. And I wanted to have him to come to me or me go to him and sit down and show him poll by poll by poll. Let's compare them. And then get your checklist because once I prove to you that you're wrong, which he was then I'm going to be asking for my plane ticket back or, you know, to, to refund me my money for flying your ass here. Not only that is Frankie and Steven were blowing my ass up on Father's Day 2015, trying to ruin my Father's Day to talk about a fucking piece of latex. I wasn't talking to either one of those guys on Father's Day. I understand Frankie is too much of an idiot to have a kid of his own. But Steven's dad, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Spending time with my kid on Father's Day, and here you are trying to have fucking drama. So, at the end of the day, this dude got his ass thrown out of the hobby again. You know, maybe I'm the problem, but hey, you've been kicked out. So... You sold yourself out to this community. Yeah, which, by the way, he was a moderator on MMNet for a while post this. So, hmm, once again, attack Chris, and you may get to be a moderator on the best non-relevant site out there. Again, this isn't 
2005 mm net this is 2017 were the same threads and the same threads and the same threads and the same people and the same pictures and the same this and the same that sea of sameness I love Kevin's group and I love the other horror groups that are on Facebook because they're different it's not the same shit all the time the movement needs to happen folks you have the story completed now the rise and fall did I make some mistakes along the way? You're absolutely damn right I did. And I am not I am not ashamed to admit it because you know what? That makes me fucking human. That makes me a human being. But these motherfuckers had, you know, he wants to talk about in that text message, malintent. He had fucking malintent from day one. But again, guys, do not ever, and see, I was afraid to call people on their bullshit because I didn't want to lose a sale. So yeah, I was trying to be political and I was trying to be peaceful and I was trying to be fun and get along with everybody. But inside, yeah, there were certain things that pissed me off and I was so pissed off I could not fucking just say, you know what, you are a fucking dick. Go fuck yourself. This is from HMMAT, The Rise and Fall of WMP. What caused the death of WMP? There's been a few uh, rumors floating around there as to what issue, and, you know, they all had some type of impact, but what it was from your view? What do you think it was? Well, I think the straw that broke the camel's back, ultimately, was what went down in 2015... Um, with the H6 situation, did that drive me out and get me to quit? No, it didn't. At that time, Kevin, I was done fighting. I was done carrying this shit. I was done dealing with the culture that this was starting to breed into my personal life. And I was just like, look... I I enjoy it. I I I enjoy the art side of it, but if this is what it's going to be every fucking time I put out a new piece, you know, I can go flip burgers for $9 an hour and just be like, fuck it, who cares, you know? At least I don't have to deal with the fucking rumors and bullshit all the time. And uh and, and this didn't even have to be a situation. But what ultimately, I think, like I said, was the was the straw that broke the camel's back is everything I went through in 14 came back to rear its ugly head in 2015. Uh, Frankie and I had patched things up. We had had a good couple. I mean, he actually reached out to me, I guess, when he found out my kid was going to have a second surgery. I had him still blocked on Facebook from what happened the, the year previous said, hey, man, I hear, I hear what's going on with your kid. I just want to say, you know, Hannah and I are, are, are praying for, for uh, little Jacob and, of course, praying for you and the family. And I was like, what the fuck is he messaging me for, you know? But I was like, hey, hey I really appreciate that. And he said, Did no. you believe him? Um, I didn't know the motive. I guess because of the shit that he started with me the year before, um... And jumping on that bandwagon, 
and just basically turning the entire mod team against me. I I didn't know. I I appreciated the the thought for Jacob's sake because I'm like, hey, at that time, this was a much bigger surgery, and we he actually almost died during the surgery. So the fact that there was a prayer beforehand, I was taking every every prayer I could find because at that time I was a I was a I was a wreck, man. You know, having to go through all that again and then finding out during the surgery I almost lost him and. You know, it was just, it, it was, it was a very hard situation and, um, I'm dreading every year that we have to go back in for a new CT scan to, you know, to have him go through it all over again. He still has to have another surgery. We just don't know when. So at that time I just kind of was taking, Hey, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. And then he's like, hey, man, you know, if you want to talk, I'm here. And I don't know why I reached out because to talk to somebody, that was probably the last person I wanted to talk to. But at the same time, I hadn't been able to talk to anybody really about how I was feeling. And I obviously wasn't going to be sleeping. So we got on the phone and we bullshitted and, you know, just kind of caught up. And it led into, hey, man, I just want to say I'm really, really sorry about everything that went down last year. And then it just kind of he, he's like, we don't have to get into it now. We can get into it another time because you know, I just but he goes, I just wanted to let you know that, you know, from my end, I would just like to bury it and just consider it buried. And I said, you know, because at this point, Jacob was out, was out of the woods. And I said, you know, hey, you know, a miracle had happened. He had all, almost died. And so maybe I was feeling a little emotional and thankful at the same time. I'm like, you know, forgiveness is a big thing. And I was like, Hey man, from my end, let's consider it buried. Let's be done. Let's move forward. And then we just started talking and, you know, I got everything out that I needed to get out. And he's like, yeah, man, he goes, let's just, let's just focus on going forward. And I said, yep, no problem. And then I said, but the one thing I have to address with you and this was more kind of a test for me to, to see where he was to see if he was trustworthy. And after this comment, I, I didn't trust him as far as I could throw him after that is, um, I said, but the one thing that pisses me off, man, I said for the, for a guy that's so against recasting and so against this. And I said, how you like to draw. And I, I even tease him. I said, how you like to draw charts and graphs and arrows and everything to point out everybody's inaccuracies and blah, 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 blah. I said, please don't tell me you honestly believe the shit that Kaizu keeps putting out there. And he goes, what are you talking about? I said, well, you keep calling the creep chat a sculpt. And I said, and let's be honest, it's a retool. And I have no problem, for the record, I have no problems with retooling anything. I think if you own the master and you want to retool it, fucking retool it a hundred times from from Sunday. Who gives a shit? But that wasn't the point. But he was calling it a ground-up sculpt. And I said, it's not a ground-up sculpt. It's a retool. And he goes, well, what do you mean? It was done off the Shatner Lifecast. I said, that's what Kaizu keeps putting out there. It's a retool of the fucking nightmare. And he says, well... I got Kaizu on, on Facebook Messenger right now. I'm just going to ask him right now. I said, go right ahead. And 
he says, uh, well, he just he just responded that it was uh, that it was done from the Shatner life cast, and he goes, uh, I'm going to have to take him at his word. He ha- he would have no reason to lie about it. And I said, Frankie, I cannot believe you're fucking saying that. I said, after everything that we've been through over the last couple of years and the last year especially, for you to sit back, some of the shit that you have run me through the mud over and question me on to nauseam for you to sit back and just take this guy at his word when you know fucking good and damn well that that's bullshit. I said, it infuriates me. And he's like, look, man, he goes, I just don't want any problems with anybody. I just want to be able to move forward and I just want to do this. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And so at that point, I didn't want to get into it anymore. I just kind of let it go, but I just knew... Okay, the guy, the guy hasn't changed. He's full of shit. Don't trust him. But I was cool to be at, at peace with him. Then fucking Steve Four is making little jabs at me and in, in the MM.net Facebook group and just going crazy. And Frankie had revealed on that conversation that he was a mod over there now. Surprise, surprise. And um, I, I texted him. I said, hey, man. Um... Let me ask you a question. If you're a mod and you guys don't stand for all this shit, I said, why are you, why is it okay for everybody to trash me, but nobody can trash anybody else? And he goes, well, what are you talking about? He goes, I haven't seen anything. I said, bullshit, dude. You see everything. You can't tell me you don't see him fucking taking pictures off of uh, someone screenshotting or sending him pictures off of my personal Facebook for him to make fun of and post pictures of me in the group to make fun of me about, you don't see that. There's a 136 comment thread trashing me, and you don't see that. And so he went in and basically said, okay, well, I told him to knock it off. And I said, you told him to knock it off? I said, dude, if that was me that did that or somebody that was supporting me, you would have fucking banned them the second they did it. I said, and you knew damn well that I'm that I'm being truthful with you. He goes, no, nah, man, I, I just want peace with everybody, and I, you know, he gave me that whole fucking line of bullshit. Well, while all this was going on, um, when Frankie and I had made up, and he apologized, uh, and I'm going to call him by name because you know what? There's no reason to fucking sugarcoat it. If we're talking about this, we're talking about it. Steve Brubaker, yes, I said his name. Reached out to me. I'd never had a problem with Steve. Ever, and um, he reached out and asked if I could overhaul his screen use K and B stunt mask from Halloween Six. I'm like, there's no such thing, you know. K and B had nothing to do with H Six, but I was curious, and he sent me a picture, and it wasn't. It had the flash on. There was no detail in it, and I was like, well. I don't know. It kind of looks like a six, but I don't. I can't tell what it is. I said, "Well, just just send it to me, and I'll, I'll work on it." I said, "You know, my my son's going to be in the hospital here in a few days, and you know, when you send it out, just let me know when you're sending it out, so when I go home one night, I can I can grab it." So he said, "Sure, no problem." So the H six comes in the mail. Now keep in mind, um, several months prior to that, I had been to, in talks with a guy that I used to work with at Full Sail. That, you know, everybody that worked in the department I worked in 
came from the film industry, worked on certain productions, had connections to people in the hobby. So me getting my hands on this is not as far-fetched as Frankie made it out to be. But I was able to score and get my hands on um, a screen-used H6 from, not screen-used, but it, like from, from the mold of that movie. And it was a blank, and I was going to do it up and do it, do it myself. I mean, there actually there was a layer of paint on it, and it looked like uh, some of the hair had been ripped off of it, or some of the hair had been completely dehaired or whatever. And so when I got it in, I mean, there was just faint paint on there. It was kind of in rough shape, but it was big, man. It was like it was a twenty-four and a half, almost twenty-five inch mask, which uh, didn't even have a slit up the back, and it was. Uh, you know, from everything I understood, I mean, that's that's how big those things were. Because Wilbur, George Wilbur was not a small dude. You know, he was a big dude. And, you know, big dudes need big masks. And every H6 that's come out uh, from that movie mold blanks has been around a 23, 23 and a half inch. Which would, if you're casting down from a 25, it it would cast down to that. So it makes perfect sense. But... Mine was actually big, and so um, <clears throat> Steve had sent his to me, and keep in mind my son was in the hospital for five days, and his came in um, right around the 6th of March of 2015. My son was released from the hospital on March 8th in the afternoon. So I had basically, I had gotten his mask, put it inside the house, and then was back at the hospital and didn't really look too much at it. But my point was, is, you know, he was talking about this movie, this movie mask or whatever he had. And, you know, I knew how much mine cost me. And I was just like, well, you know, I've been in this hobby long enough. At that point, it was 16 years. And I'm like, if I come right out and I tell him, hey, your mask is shit, it's a recast, don't believe that, and he spent a lot of money on it, I didn't want him to feel insulted, especially since all this shit was through text you know, or Facebook Messenger. So I didn't want him to feel like I was shitting all over his, his score that he obviously was extremely proud of. So I was like, well, let me just get it in, and then I'll just start dripping, like, questions about it. And, you know, I opened it up and said, hey, man, it looks good, and... Saw it was a small copy. I mean, it was small. I mean, very small. Smaller than any uh, any other mass that was casted from something like that, like a like a Night Owl Six, much smaller than a Night Owl Night Owl Six. Um, and I I looked at it, put it up next to mine, and I'm like, holy shit! You know, the size difference and the detail is completely different. So I decided to reach out to him. I was like, hey man, you know how much how much did you pay for this? You know, because I got somebody that I may be buying one from, and that's how I put it. And uh, he said, "Oh, yeah, I only spent like one fifty, two hundred, something like that on it." And I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm not gonna fucking bust his bubble over that." I mean, he actually got a good deal. It's actually, I mean, it's a nice mask, but he doesn't mind it being small. I don't give a fuck, you know, whatever. So I just kind of let it ride, and uh, then he started questioning me on it and quizzing me on it. And I'm just like, man, this guy's never done this shit to me before. He's talking to somebody. So this went on for a couple of months, and I just kept, uh, I kept just kind of giving him half answers and stuff. And I'm like, once I knew he was kind of talking to somebody, I was like, I know what's going on. 
and I know it's being accused, but let me just go on record and say, I got his mask on March 6th. I know the thread's gone and all that stuff that has been put out, but everybody saw the thread. I sent Frankie a text message of an H6 from a profile shot that he's made famous for on March 9th. Okay? So you're telling me, me being at being at the hospital until March 8th, that I had time to rip all the fucking hair off of Steve's mask, cast it, do a pull, do a paint-up, do a hair job. Anybody that's ever touched the mask out there knows exactly what I'm talking about, how much time is needed. You're telling me in 24 hours... I was able to completely do a mask start to finish with my son being in the hospital to now sending him a mask picture. And keep in mind, it was a casting off of my movie mold mask. Okay? And I had taken that picture three weeks ahead of time, but... I sent Frankie a picture because, keep in mind, I had just had a conversation with him four or five days prior, and he could not admit that the creep chat was a retool. So I'm sitting there, when I sent the picture to him, it was meant as a fucking joke to fuck with him, to see what he would say. He writes back, oh my god, that's the best H6 mask I've ever seen in my life, that is blah, 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 blah. I had turned around and I said, look at this fucking guy, you know, he, uh, he can't even, he can't even tell that this is a casting off of mine from three weeks ago, blah, blah, blah. You know, we, we were making, we were laughing about it. And so, <clears throat> keep in mind... That picture was three weeks old. So then, uh, I guess Frankie and Steve were already talking by this point. And um, this goes on for a couple of months. And I, I'm at this point, I'm trying to remember all of the details of everything. Because, I mean, I, once again, it's one of those things I put out of my head. But just to kind of skirt over it until I know more official details when I go back and relook at this we can revisit this another time if we need to but <clears throat> down the road Steve just kept asking for pictures of mine next to his where did I get mine from all these questions you know he's fucking drilling me over and I'm like he's fucking talking to somebody and I'm like you know I still have his mask I have another mask I'm working on for him he's not going to fucking come out and accuse me and I'm like I know what he's trying to get at somebody's putting him up to getting something from me to fucking incriminate myself so I kept fucking leading him around and giving him half truths half answers hoping that he'd fucking blow a gasket enough to fucking let to let the cat out of the bag he never did he was very good about staying calm until he got both of his masks back when he did that is when he really hit me with the shit. And I sent the final pictures of something like two days before he got anything back. And I'm like, like you know, he'll fucking really let let the cat out of the bag if I send him this. Nope, sure, surely enough he did. I'm like, motherfucker, he didn't do it. So then finally he gets his mask back and then that's when he starts, that's when the shit fucking blew wide open. 
And so I start fucking with him again because I knew if I asked him, hey, dude, are you accusing me of this? No, brother. Nah, man, I'm not doing that. You know, let's ride the fence. You know, let you know. So I knew I couldn't ask him straight up. I had to fucking get them to reveal themselves. And so I said one final thing that just, I guess, drove Frankie fucking nuts and he couldn't help himself. He sends me a text message. Well, you can fool Steve Brubaker, but you can't fool me, blah, 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 and all this shit. And then I'm like, I fucking knew it. Not, I, I did not know that he was talking to Frankie for two months, but I knew somebody was involved. And you know well enough from knowing me that usually when I have an intuition about something, I'm hardly ever wrong. Proven, proven a, a lot of things, and I've seen it. I've been a part of it. So, going forward, Frankie gets me on the phone and starts fucking playing detective trying to figure out. And I said, look, man. The mask police. Exactly. I said, look, you're asking me if I fucking did it. He goes, I haven't accused you of anything. I said, you don't have to. I said, I've known you for five and a half years. I know what you're trying to do, and I don't fucking like it. So, I'm just going to say this. No, I didn't do it. I would never steal a customer mask because if I fucked it up during the casting process, number one, I would have to refund it. Number two, if I were to do that, what am I going to tell the customer is the reason why it's fucked up and I have to replace it? I said, use your fucking brain. Number three, it would fucking ruin me. And I don't know about you, but I enjoy being able to do this on a part-time basis now. So, no, I didn't do it. He goes, well, where did, well, where, who'd you buy it from? I said, doesn't fucking matter. Where did the mask come from? It doesn't fucking matter. This is not your problem. If Steve wants to ask me about it, I've already tried calling him ten times and he won't answer the fucking phone because now that the cat's out of the bag, I want to ask him why he couldn't just fucking come to me and ask me to begin with. I said, you guys have been working on this shit for three months. No, I just started talking to Steven four days ago. I said, bullshit. I said, I can tell you the exact day that he started messaging me about this. You've been involved in the picture since right around the fucking beginning. I've never had a problem with the fucking guy until you got involved. And now he thinks I fucking stole something from him. Well, I got news for you. I don't need to explain shit to you. But I do need to explain it to Steve because he's worked up thinking I stole something from him. He's the one I owe the explanation to, not you. And he goes, well, yeah, I definitely agree with that. But you got to tell me, who'd you buy it from? Because these things don't grow on trees. You know that as well as I do. I said, I bought it from some Japanese guy. No, you didn't. Don't fucking lie to me. I said, See, it doesn't fucking matter, Frankie. You're not in the fucking picture. Who cares? Well, where did it come from? Oh, it came from Detroit, Michigan. No, it didn't. It didn't come from Detroit, Michigan. I said, you're exactly right, it didn't. It doesn't fucking matter. You're not involved. 
Well, just make sure that you call Stephen and work this out. I will. So I reached out to Stephen later that day. Hey, let's talk tomorrow. I'm I'm you know I'm 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 out at the park with my family with my kid. And Frankie had kept me on the phone for an hour fucking drilling me. And I kept saying, dude, I'm at the park with my kid. I don't owe you shit. I will talk to Steve when I get time. He goes, you're not going to get off the phone until we settle this. You need to tell me the truth about that mask. I don't need to tell you shit. Last I checked, it's not your mask that I'm being questioned on. And so he kept saying, he goes, well, this is more important. I'm like, I'm sorry. This is not more important. My kid is more important. And right now, he keeps wondering why I'm not overspending time with him, pushing him on the swing, sliding down the slides with him. This does not fucking matter. Goodbye. And I hung up the phone, and I made a vow that day I'd never fucking talk to him again, and I haven't. Despite his many, 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 many attempts to get me on the phone or to go debate with him. I'm not interested. But I got on the phone with Steve. I spent two hours on the phone with him laying all this out. Explaining to him. And he's like, oh man, he goes, you know, I'm I'm really sorry that we got twisted. Yeah, you know, uh, the way Frankie made it look. And I said, this is what he does. And I said, you know, look, I owe you the explanation. I don't owe him shit. I don't owe anybody in this hobby shit. But you know what? I want you to know because you've been a long-standing customer, I did not do this to you, and if you ever want proof, I will provide it to you. And he goes, well, can you send me a picture? I said, no, I can't. And he goes, "Why? well, that would go a long way in proving your innocence. I said, no, it would not. Because I'm going to tell you what's happening. You got Frankie involved. This isn't going to go away. He's going to drill you. Once he finds out that we talked, he's going to keep drilling you to get information and get shit out of me he's not going to let this go so at this point you need to be a man and you need to step up and say hey look chris and i worked it out we're done with it i appreciate your help but i'm moving on and then you need to be fucking done with it and you need to make make sure that you tell him it's over with i said if you don't and you let him work you back into a tenzi we're going to be right back on the phone back at back square fucking one I said, because he's not going to stop because he's involved now. He's not going to stop until he gets what he wants. And he goes, well, I just don't understand all this. I said, dude, he has it out for me. And he's had it out for me. And I'm a fucking idiot for ever, ever accepting his apology in the first place. This whole fucking thing. Not this H6 thing. But his whole thing was to find me on something else because he didn't be able, he wasn't able to bury me. I'm convinced of this. That his whole thing was, let's get him on some new shit. I'm a mod over on MMNet now. Let's fucking bury this guy and put him out completely. I'm convinced of that. So, on top of that, Steve's like, well, you have my word. This is over with on, on my part. I just want to move on. I want to get along with everybody, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. Yeah, me too. All right, cool. Yep. If I don't talk to you beforehand, have a very happy Father's Day because Father's Day was like a week away. And he wished the same. We were done. Two-hour conversation. It was a very cool conversation. Uh, Frankie, about two hours later, texts me and says, Did you talk to Steve? And I said, Yep, everything's cool. Pre- uh, appreciate it. Have a good one. He goes, Yep, you too. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. 
Not even two hours later, the dude, uh, Steve's calling me back. I'm answering the phone, and he sounds like he's fucking stressed. He's like, come on, man. Just just send me a few pictures to shut this guy up. You know, you know, if you got the pictures as proof, just go ahead and prove it. I said, Steve, we fucking talked about this. I am not sending pictures because I know Frankie. The dude's a whiz with Photoshop. The dude's a whiz with this, a whiz with that. He is going to manipulate this into a situation and blow it up into a fucking firestorm over on MM.net. And I don't want to go through 2014 all over again. I'm not sending you shit. He goes, well, you have to understand, you know, it really makes you look guilty. I said, I don't give a fuck how it makes me look. I'm not sending it. He goes, well, I'm not even talking to Frankie anymore. I said, well, good for you. I said, look, you want to be proven correct, or you want to be proven that your mask wasn't used to make this, correct? And he said, yes. So this is what I'll do for you. I've got a credit card that has X amount of dollars on it. I will fly you here, or I will fly there. I will bring my movie mold blank. I will bring a casting of that movie mold blank, and you will have your mask, Okay. You have plenty of pictures of your mask. You can take plenty of pictures. Send it to Frankie. Let him fucking mark it up every which way but Sunday. Come with a fucking itemized checklist. I will meet you anywhere you want to meet. We will sit down. I'll fly you here even. You can come to my workshop. We sit down. All three masks line up. And you go through your fucking checklist. When you're done with that checklist. And you have discovered. That. I'm innocent. You are going to pay, pay PayPal me back the money I had to, I had to put out to get you here, and then at that point it'll be done and over with. No, you can't take photos of it. No, you can't take video of it. But you can have your checklist. Tell me what you want to do. He goes, No, man, I, I don't want to do all that. You know, I just, you know, I just want this all to go away. You got to understand, he's harping on it. I said, I fucking told you that's what he was going to do. You didn't listen to me. I said, So it's out there. If you want to be proven. Here you go. The rest of the night, Steve's on fucking Facebook Messenger saying, well, I can't believe you don't trust me, you know, blah, 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 blah. I would not share this with anybody. I just want to be proven. You know, really trying to make me feel like fucking shit for not taking him at his word. So finally, I get him in five different ways to admit he's not going to share any pictures and... It's just between me and him. After this, it's buried. Blah, 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 blah. So he agrees. No, man, you have my word. You have my word. You have my word. I already promised you I would not share any pictures. I'm not going to share any pictures with my wife. This is only between you and me. I said, I'm only doing this for you. To show you how I feel about you. Do not make me feel like shit for this. So I send it to him. The fucking next, the very next day. He's got it posted on five different groups that I guess he thought I wasn't part of. With my pictures saying, what blanket is this? And now, or what mask is this? And then here comes fucking Frankie. Oh, I saw that you sent me this, Stephen. And blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, I sent Stephen a message. I thought we had a deal. 
Oh, I didn't promise that. I, you know, I didn't do anything. I just, nobody knows what mass that is. I'm just asking a question. I said, you said you weren't going to share any pictures I sent you. You fucking lied to me. I didn't lie to you. You know, blah, 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 blah. You know, and that's kind of how it got all fucking twisted, man. And then uh, I think you got involved in some sort of a, a shouting match with Frankie and then he wanted some thread to be taken down that I put up and you got extorted. I don't know. I guess you can elaborate on that because you were personally involved. I wasn't, but that's kind of the outlook of the H six story. I, I didn't fucking cast the guy's mask, but look what I'm saying. Once again, I got that intuition and I was fucking right. Well, the one thing I always tried to tell people and there was a date and time-stamped picture on my Instagram that I eventually deleted and wish I did not. But it was all one of those things with Frankie. Same thing with taking down the thread. Oh, if you just delete this, if you, if you just take this down. And you, He was always trying to get stuff removed. But um, I had one of those H6 masks from you because at the time you were – in need of money for your kid's surgery. Yes, coming up back in, back in February, yep. And you had a few masks, and I remember a post that said, anybody that donates to my kid's surgery, I'll make you a mask or I'll send you a mask. Um, I think I had messaged you and asked you what you had. You'd said something about a Halloween 6 mask. I said, that's great because I need one. Yep. And I had that mask, and now I don't remember the exact date, but I know when the picture was up, it proved what date I had it. And I know Frankie knows what date that was because Frankie commented on that picture and asked me, what mask is this? And that was what started the whole thing on my Instagram with him. Now, he knows what date that was posted. I also spoke with Stephen myself on the phone numerous times. I don't have no issues with Stephen at all. Um, you know, what happened with you guys is between you guys. Um, I had a little issue myself with them, but I'm over that. It was just something silly in the group. We butted heads on a post, and I have no issue with them. But I spoke with them, and I gave them my word numerous times that the date that I had that mask was before you got his mask. And it was proven. I, I posted the picture. There's no way I could have posted the picture of the mask until I had it. So... The proof was out there. Uh, it was one of those things. Me and Frankie had an argument about something. The post got deleted, and then uh, he tried denying that he ever saw it or anything. You know that he saw it because I sent you, Yep. I believe, a screenshot of it a long time ago and an old message that I don't can't seem to locate for some stupid reason, but I know I sent it to you, and I asked you, do you know who this is? And I think it was the, it, he used the same name on the board. That's how I knew it was Frankie. Mm-hmm. What what was his name on? Uh, was it Death Clutch? No, he went by the Big Red Machine. Oh, okay, yes, yes. And in his profile picture was a cane mask. Yep. And that's how we figured out that's who it was. And I was like, well, why is he asking what Halloween Six mask this is? And it was weeks after I had posted it that he had commented on it. So, yeah. Anyway, I always told Steven I never had no reason to lie to him. I still don't have no reason to lie to him. I know when I got the mask from you, I know it wasn't done. Just based, no matter what you tell me. And I told Steven that too. I said, it doesn't matter whether I'm friends with Chris or not, whether I like Chris or not. The fact of the matter is, I had the mask. Period. 
done. That's all the proof I need. Yep. Whether you want to take my word is up to you, but I suggest you do because I'm not lying to you. I have no reason to lie to nobody in this hobby. I'll be myself. I'll be an asshole. You don't have to like me, but I'm never going to fucking lie for anybody. Not you, not nobody. And I don't expect you to lie for me. Right. So you know, it's, it's fair. That's the way business should be handled. And I gave everybody my word. So that's all I can do. Same thing with you. Well, I know that, uh, at, at one point Steve had mentioned to you that I guess he wanted to talk with me or something like that. And, uh, I ended up, uh, I ended up having a, a, a over a year ago, you know, about this time I had a long conversation with him and he kept trying to say, I just don't understand why people have it in for you in this hobby. And, uh, you know, there seems to be a lot of people that have a lot of stuff on you. And, and you know, if, if, if you're not up to no good or whatever, you know, uh, nobody should be saying that. And I'm just like, look, man, it's all, I can paint, I can paint any fucking narrative I want. And this was the narrative that they wanted. They wanted me fucking out. Period. And I said, and I told you, when this whole thing fucking started, I told you what was going to happen. I told you what I was willing to do for you, to prove to you, I didn't steal from you. And the funny thing on that, too, is I'll just, I'd like to throw in. The whole time most of this stuff was happening, I can't say I was involved throughout the whole process because I wasn't. I came in kind of at the at the very beginning and kind of middle-ish of it and then really started talking with you toward the end of it. But you were telling me what you were doing with these guys while you were doing it. Yeah. We have, we have plenty of, not that I'm ever going to share it, but we both have plenty of private message conversations that we know neither of us deleted that are still in there that is you saying, look, I'm going to fucking say this and watch what the response will be. And bam, that's why earlier in the show I said, you've proven it to me a few times. When you have a, a gut feeling about something, you're usually right. And we've talked about it during the process of you playing them. Yep. So for everyone that wants to sit there and say, oh, there it is. He's lying. He's, he's delusion. No. The fact remains the same. It was proven. Again, you don't have to believe me. You don't have to believe him. But facts are a motherfucker. Hashtag facts are a motherfucker. That's another shirt right there. Erica, where you at? Yeah, I'm still waiting on my uh, four collectors, by collectors, but that's coming. Um, yeah, man, I, I couldn't agree more. And hey, look. Me coming into the hobby reading that thread... It looked very legit, and but what what seems to continue to be left out of the entire equation is I did it purposely. Whether they think that that's a lame, weak excuse or not doesn't fucking matter. The fact is, I did it, and I still got the end result I said was going was going to happen. But I talked to Stephen. Stephen kept saying. Oh man, let's just let's just put this you know under the bridge under the water. I said, Stephen, I'm going to ask you a point blank question. If I had come to you, say in the beginning of all this, when you started really quizzing me really hard about you know putting H6s side by side, if I had come to you and I said, Hey, are you accusing me of this? And are you talking to somebody? I said, To this day, I probably wouldn't know 
who was else was involved. And he said, even though this is this, which by the way, folks, I'm sorry I didn't say this. Remember when I said earlier that Frankie or Stephen, one of the two, said, "Oh yeah, we only yeah we only been talking to each other just for a few days." It was Frankie that said that. Oh, I just started talking to Stephen four days ago. Well, obviously they didn't get together and firm up their story because Stephen tattled on himself. And when when that thread was going on, came right out and said, "I've been working with Frankie for yeah, three for months. months for on months. This. Yep, I remember that." <laughs> and I'm like, "Bingo, motherfucker! Um, Four days, my ass." But yeah. I said, I said to Stephen when I actually had him on the phone to to forgive him and put put the whole thing to, to rest. I said, "Steve, if I came to you in the beginning when all this shit was going on, would you have told me the truth?" He said, "No." Because Frankie said, we got this motherfucker, just follow my lead on this, and I'll let you know when it's when it's time. So he said, that's, no. That's the deep, dark secrets of the uh, respected side of the hobby, folks. Yes. So the whole thing was a fucking ruse to begin with. Once they had a crease... Oh, an opening, they went fucking balls deep in it. And they, yeah. But no, that's not what pushed me out of the hobby. So for anybody, if Frankie ever hears this or sit back and goes, yep, I got exactly what I wanted. Well, you know, no, that didn't push me out. The truth is, the truth is, by the time this happened, mentally, I was done. I was like, I want to stop at taking orders. I didn't have any reason to really get out there. I I was doing the seasonal thing. At the time that this happened, my mentor, my boss, my former boss, said to me, Hey, man, come August, I have a position open for you. This was in 2015, if you want it. Uh, the assistant district manager, she's just stepped down and we're not announcing it till the end of July. Do you want it? This was a week before all this, all the shit hit the fan and the hobby, by the way. And I said, yes, because what I wanted, I wanted health insurance. I wanted, uh, to be the, the, the main breadwinner. I wanted to get out of, uh, working to make ends meet. Everybody thinks I made millions of dollars off this stuff. Not even close. I didn't, for six years, I didn't even cut myself a check ever. That's how much money I did not make. I didn't even make enough money to cut myself a check. So I was looking to finally bring home a fucking paycheck. I was looking to advance and get out and do something different and just come in and sporadically, like what I'm doing now, do what I want to do when I want to do it, not have any pressure on me and not have any bullshit that I have to put up with. That was fucking tiring. I couldn't even go on a fucking cruise without dealing with some shit like you just heard over the last few hours. So... In six years, I hadn't had a break from it, and I was, I was just, I was spent. I wanted to spend some time away and go clear my head and focus on a, a career outside of all of it, uh, and I wanted to move forward. I wanted to, to, to build a house. Look, I'm building a house now. I would have never been able to do exactly what I'm doing in my life right now had I not walked away. 
it just so happened that that lined up right at the time I was on my way out anyway. So no, those fuckers do not get credit for pushing me out. I left when I wanted to leave. I got out when I wanted to get out. And that was just, if I was ever saying, did I make the right decision? That was the period on the end of the sentence that said, you know what, you got out at the right time. This is from October of 17. Talking about Steve Brubaker. I did a several part series to the rise and fall of WMP. And I still continue to get messages, private messages going, hey, what's the what's the deal between you and Frankie Spradlin? You know, he's telling me to uh, unfriend you and block you. And, you know, I don't understand what the heat is. And, you know, uh, and then I tell you, go listen to the podcast exactly what mile marker basically to listen to because I understand not everybody has three hours. Listen, for me to sit there in PM after I've already voiced out hours of content labeling exactly what happened start to finish, I posted it multiple times and I understand not everybody sees it on Facebook, but Jesus Christ, everybody at this point knows that I've done a podcast. The other side talks about it consistently, about how I slandered them. And I didn't slander anybody. Name one fucking thing that I said in any of those podcasts that is inaccurate or slanderish. Nothing is. It's all truthful. Everything in there, it happened. I read certain emails over the air that I've, I'm able to prove everything. I have multiple files backed up, ready to go, in case I ever do need to prove everything. On the recent HMMAT podcast, we were talking to to Scott Kennard. um, And he said himself that he's been scrutinized for promoting Halloween reflections by Jason Costa. And how... He's gotten PMs of, of different hate, and Kevin called it out right then. So let me guess, it's MMNet, right? And he said yes. So this stuff happens consistently. And guys in this hobby, good guys, are pressured, strong-armed, manipulated brainwashed into believing that everything that they say is true. When really, everything that they say is fucking bullshit. To completely deny anything that I said in those podcasts is stupid, naive, and irresponsible. Because everything I did, I did factually, You all sent in your questions that you asked, and I answered them directly, whether I wanted to or I didn't. But everything I talked about, I can back up in writing. So everything in my podcasts were accurate and true, and I can prove it. 
So the next part of this I'm, I'm going to bring up, because this went down yesterday. On Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis posted a picture of herself laying in the leaves with a Michael Myers mask. Jamie Lee Curtis posted a picture of her, her laying in the weeds with a mask on the other side of her. And I simply commented on it that I did that mask and I put a smiley face. Total innocence. I think it's fucking cool that the Scream Queen herself is laying in the leaves with one of my masks. The promo shot that she did announcing that she was coming back. It's the same mask in the background. Now, let me give you a little background. It is the JTK. I sent the proto, the, the first two protos. One went to Dan Farron's. One went to Malik Akkad. Just to say, here you go. And I've since formed some really cool professional connections over that. And I'm thankful for that. But (sighs) Steve Brubaker... Now he was this he was this fucking guy that was part of this whole let's frame Chris for the H six recasting debacle two years ago with Frankie. Alright? Went on for three months, they denied it. They're the ones I led around the bushes to get his third guy to reveal himself, and it was revealed that it was Frankie. And once I knew he was involved, I'm like, well, now this all makes sense. Because Steve and I never had any problems beforehand. The dude did multiple deals with me. Never any problem until Frankie gets involved. Decides to go on... When someone posted that on MMNet, he says, I've heard that Chris Morgan took credit for doing that mask pictured. Yeah, I did. What's the problem with that? I did it, didn't I? I sent the mask to Malik, didn't I? The fact that my mask showed up in not one, but two promos... How would someone not be proud of that? I'm proud. But this guy claims I stole and recasted his mask. I offered him a plane ticket. For those of you that haven't gone back and listened to the episode yet, I offered him a plane ticket to prove him to, to him that I didn't steal shit from him. But yet he wanted pictures. Why? Now I know why. So that Frankie could Photoshop him, manipulate him. And yes, I got proof of him doing that too. All to frame me. Frankie worked with Steven to manipulate and to strong arm and to extort Kevin King. When I got my story out first to pull it down and then promise not to post their side of it that we're trying to handle this privately and blah, 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 blah. And then he goes out and posts his. 
as soon as Kevin agrees to do it. And Kevin said since then, I really wish I didn't pull that shit down. I really wish I didn't listen to him. They're lying sack of shits. So Steve Brubaker, who's been let back into Kevin's group three times and has drama every single time, tells Kevin, and I have this to prove it too, tells Kevin... Eight, nine months after the whole H6 debacle with Frankie went down. That he would like to talk with me on the phone to iron everything out. Kevin says you should you should talk with him. Agree to talk with him. So I talked with him. We had a two hour conversation. Anytime I tried to bring up the H6 thing and ask him about certain things. He tried to be a pussy and sweep it under the rug. Man, I'm so far past this. Why do you keep bringing this up? You know, I'm just trying to be peaceful and have peace with you. And I'm just like, I'm so glad this is fucking easy for you to just move on. But you know what? You didn't have your fucking reputation ruined over a bunch of lies. So until we get that cleared up, I am going to talk about it. Then we had a really good conversation and he wouldn't come out and totally 100% say that he knows I didn't do it, but he alluded to it, danced around it. And then I said, okay, let me ask you this, Steve. You don't have to admit that I'm right or that I'm wrong. And that's fine. I understand your stance. I was there too. But let me just ask you this. If I had come to you like a man, straight up from the very beginning when you started asking all those alluding questions that you'd never done with me in the past, would you have been straight up and told me A, who was behind it, and B, what was going on? And he told me no. And told me that it was Frankie's idea to do it this way. That's all I needed to hear. The dude continued to chat with me privately on Facebook Messenger after I unblocked him. I still hadn't accepted his friend request yet. I wanted to see what Steve's actions were gonna Steven's actions were gonna be post phone conversation. He talked with me privately, he was very cool with me. Then I see publicly that while he's talking to me, trashing me with Jackson Rupert. And so I go back into the PM and I said, Steve, this is why you and I can truly never have peace and why I can't accept your friend request is this shit right here. Then he lost his shit about me trying to manufacture drama. Why can't we just get along? And I'm just like, motherfucker, you just trashed me. And I'm giving you an example of why we can't really ever have peace or be friends like you want to be. This is why. You can't be trusted. You think I can't see this shit, but I can. Then, a few months later, he shows up in a post on Lawrence's group and tries to chat with me up on there. Then he messages me privately. Uh, hey, man, how, how's the family doing? And uh, how's everything going? I haven't talked to you recently. Then he sends me another friend request after I answered him back publicly, answered him privately. And I posed this on another podcast about this dude. If I stole your shit, 
and you believed I stole your shit, you would have nothing to do with me. And that is 100% of the people in this entire world, someone stole something of value of you and believed you did it, would you try to be their fucking friend and talk to them and carry on about them after you made this supposed gigantic factual evident proof case against said person? No, you wouldn't do that. But yet he continues to go out and trash me every chance he gets. And he says yesterday, after I posted on Jamie Lee's picture, that I've heard that Chris Morgan took credit for doing the mass pictured. I did the mask. I did the conversion. Why wouldn't I take credit for something I did? Do you, do you idiots even think about what comes off of your keyboard or out of your mouth before you speak it? You talk out of both sides of your ass and none of it makes any sense. Marty, I need brace yourselves for temporal displacement. Did we make it? Are we back? <laughs> 